From the HBP Studios, you are listening to the 100th episode of the Baseball Podcast, HBP. I am DeCarlo Calloway and my beautiful Christmas brother. I have made an appearance again. And alongside, who else but? Me, Dorian. <laughs> and on today's podcast, our topics are Flash Money at Art Basel and host Christmas with our favorite celebrities and athletes. So, of course, like every single episode that we have done 99 months prior, we always showcase what it is that we're drinking. So, of course, me being the boring idiot that I am whenever I do show up, I just usually stick to my old guns and sell Buffalo Trace whiskey with a couple of drops of water, which is a new thing I've learned recently, adding to bourbon. And I am sipping that, and I'm about to take my first sip because... I believe last time I was on, I was a little halfway through and we were pretty drunk as we uh, finished up. And I didn't want to do that because it's Christmas. You can do whatever and you want. I my, friend, yeah, you're, you're, my friend, you're back home. Cheers to you. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Uh, and happy ju- uh, Janus. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. All that. All the pagan holidays as well. And by the way, last time when we were, I, I do admit we were a little bit drunk. We were a lot of bit drunk last time, but it was still a lot of fun. And I definitely enjoyed it. But at the same time, every time you're drinking Buffalo Trace bourbon, I think it's not boring. I think it's starting to be part of your of who you are. It's like, look, when we, when we invite Carlo back, it's always we got to have to have a good bourbon trace, uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon. What do you mean about you just learning about putting a little bit of water into your to your bourbon. What the heck is that about? Yeah, so I I usually would just put it like on the rocks or just drink it neat. But absolutely, uh, a friend of mine gave me his tip. Is like you know, just a few drops of water gives it a nice little dilution, but doesn't take away too much because when you have ice in it, it gets after a while the ice starts melting and it gets completely like diluted. Whereas if you just drop a few drops of water, it takes away too much of the bite of it completely being neat but enough of a dilution that it's nice and smooth. So it, it really is a good trick, especially when you're drinking bourbon, just not buff- not even just buffalo drinks, but any bourbon. That's interesting because I never would have thought just to put a dash of a kind of dash of water because what I usually do when I drink aged rum, bourbon, whatever, scotch, if I don't drink it straight, uh, on, not uh, neat, what I'll do is I have those big, manly ice blocks so those like those big almost like fistful of the ice whether they're in a block or or, or in a circle and those take a lot longer to to melt but i do have some scotch and i'm going to try it because obviously the winter is is here and it's going to be cold as heck uh this upcoming weekend for christmas but i'm going to try that with a little bit of a dash of water yeah but what are you drinking this evening man i'm drinking you know, I was thinking of doing liquor, but I'm like, you know, I'm back to back to my beer because I got a bunch of beer that I need to drink. <laughs> and so I'm drinking. It's something called Chancleta, which is uh, it's it's supposedly called hashtag I-Y-K-Y-K. If you know, you know, it's a Belgian Gator Ale from a good American local brewery called Vezasur Brewing Company in Miami, Florida. And do you know what Chancleta means? I always thought it was like a shoot. It close. It means the uh, a sandal, and so it's a joke because mm, okay, yeah. in in like Latin culture, Hispanic culture, like your mom, your grandma, your aunt is always hitting you if you act badly, which obviously kids do. <laughs> throwing with the chocolate, 
throwing a chocolate down. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, if you're if you were like eight years old and drinking this, which you shouldn't, we are not promoting underage drinking. You probably the sting of the chancleta flying at your at your back would probably be lessened because you would have a little bit of this delicious. I don't know how much how much how much alcohol is in it, but my friend, you everyone knows that you live in New York. How how do you enjoy the art scene in New York? I enjoy it pretty well. Like you know, I'm not too far. Like I'm just a neighborhood above Chelsea. So if you know New York, you'll figure out where I am. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, we have a lot of art galleries around. And so from time to time, whenever there is some art shows, it's always nice because you can pop and get some free wine and check out art. And then also they have some pretty uh, good artists that come all over. And I got a few friends who will just you know, let me know, like, hey, there's a there's art showing here and show up. And it's a nice time. And I've, I've always enjoyed going and checking out art, especially because, you know, people who tend to go check out art tend to be nice beautiful people so it's always nice to sit back not just look at the art but look at the people too yeah and we're and we as nice beautiful people we're in our element have you ever been to art basil in miami i have not but i know people who have and who and you're looking at someone who, who was there earlier this month oh really so tell, tell us about it man what was what was going on there i like you i love art wherever i am in wherever either i'm traveling or i'm at home i loved going like like to carlo said going to all these art galleries, art shows, art exhibits. And if you guys don't know, Art Basel is a world-famous exhibit, art exhibit in in Miami. It happens every single December. It's the first week of December. And frankly, if you are an art collector or if you're a human being and if you live in a cold climate, why wouldn't you want to go to Miami in December to go see art as well? And like the Carlos said, you go see beautiful people, you go to fun parties, and you're in Miami for four or five days. And here, and let me break it down for you, for everybody, that for our Basel Week in Miami, you have Art Basel, which is where the real collectors go. And there's also Art Miami, which is where it's a little bit more of the see and to be seen scene. So, Carlo, did you hear about the the, the banana from last year? The, uh, what was it called? Um it was like a banana that somebody duct taped to a wall and charged like one hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. My friend, you are you are one of us people. If you haven't heard about this, look this up. There was a banana that an artist he didn't make; he just bought. He bought a banana and he duct taped it to a to the wall with great duct tape, and he sold it at Art Basel last year for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So obviously, it was all over the news. It was very social media worthy. This year, to Carlo, what do you think was the the one that became the talk of town? I'm not sure, but it seems like something really obnoxious and stupid to the same degree. You are correct. It's something that just like most people eat bananas because I'm more of the I need the banana to be slightly, slightly brown. I know like I have family members who need it like green, like a leprechaun, which I find disgusting. But anyways, forget about bananas. This year's talk of the town for our basil wasn't a banana because that would be silly to be copying from last year. De Carlo, it was an ATM machine. Everybody uses it. There are millions of ATM machines around New York. But there was a specific ATM machine in Miami. And by the way, can you... I'm not going to tell you where you get. The, the, the artist who made it is from Brooklyn. Of this ATM machine, but it's not just an ATM machine. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go to my Citibank or HSBC and then take out a hundred bucks. No, 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 no. The piece of art is called ATM leaderboard. 
And so it's an actual ATM machine that works. So what you do is at your Art Basel, you take out your debit card, you put it in the ATM machine, and it tells everyone how much money you have in your whatever, checking your savings account, whatever. And then there's a leaderboard. And so it literally, and then it takes a picture of you. There, to Carlo, there were some people who had zero dollars <laughs> in their why would you put why would you blow your name up like that saying I am I'm not poor, I'm broke? There's a difference between poor and broke. We're gonna get into that today, but I'm broke. I have zero dollars in my checking account, and I want everyone to know that. That's embarrassing. Well, that's a that's also very uh art artsy too. I Maybe, guess I mean I mean think about it from this perspective. If somebody wanted to do that and also almost in like an activist type of way to demonstrate that art at its current uh trajectory is completely pricing out the masses that even when somebody tries to access it with an atm they demonstrate they have nothing i don't know maybe it was i think you're th i think you're thinking like too much into it this is miami this is art basil and there's usually guys i mean they want they want to impress a certain type of ladies you know you're not going to impress a certain type of lady when you show when you show zero dollars as your balance but we are you know and a lot of people know the the famous musician not he's, he's not a musician he's a dj diplo he became famous for like a day because he went into our basil he put it as an atm machine and it showed that he had three million dollars in his whatever checking account or savings account whatever and then he tweeted or whatever and saying i just want our basil as Lee Corso from ESPN's College Football Game Day used to say, not so fast, my friend. The next day, someone went in at the ATM leaderboard. Guess how much the winning account balance was, DiCarlo? It wasn't I'm Diplo, which is $3 million. How much? Uh, maybe somewhere in the range of $10 million. You're all You almost got it. $9.5 million. Boom, there it is. At the same time, once the word got out that there was this piece of art called ATM leaderboard, if you have the means, what you could easily do is consolidate some funds and transfer it to your checking or savings account for basically the day. Go to the ATM leaderboard art exhibit and say, look, I have $9 million. And then the next day, just transfer everything back out to your investments, to your savings, to your money market accounts, what have you. Why would you do that though? That takes more time just to be, you know what? I'm what? The girl, what, what you, because why would you do that? Because then you would be talked about on a podcast like Hipster Baseball Podcast, the most popular yeah. podcast clout. in my mind. It's clout. Exactly. exactly. It's all about clout. Exactly. Ultimately, ATM leaderboard, which was made by, like I said, like some, this Brooklyn art collective called MSCHF sold for $75,000. I don't know who the collector was, but this person, they, they just named this person as a South Florida collector. And for those of you who are from air quotes, South Florida, know if someone ever says they're from South Florida, that means they're from Broward County. Because if you were from Miami, which is Dade County, which, that, which Broward County is just north of Dade County, you say, I'm from Miami. You ne Someone from Miami would never say I'm from South Florida. Someone from Broward says I'm from South Florida. So I'm telling you, someone from Broward won, won, bought the ATM leaderboard for $75,000. I think that's hilarious. I mean, it's again, it's just like it's, it's a silly ATM with that has your picture and how much money. <laughs> yeah. So again, I, I'm sure it's a good party trick, you know? It is. 
And then it's also a way to kind of pull people out. But at the same time, you know how many people have so many accounts? So, you know, you could also just do that and just have nothing in one account and be like, oh, I got nothing there. As a joke, yeah, I, mean, I at guess. At the same time, at the time, like, who actually has, like, $3 million sitting in a checking account? Like, it's not making you any money there. A lot of people. No, but that's the whole, what, what I told you a few moments ago is that you could easily I, do I it. I know, I know. You just transfer it back. But still, I'm like. I don't know. I'm I'm not a clout chaser, so for me, I just I think it's kind of stupid. But that's just. I think it's hilarious. I I think it's hilarious, and the, that's the whole point. It's just to get everyone talking about this one piece and our Basil as general. By the way, the parties were amazing. I didn't go to that many. Art Miami was very very good. I didn't get a chance to go over to Art Basil because the traffic is horrific uh, during the first week of December in Miami because of Art Basel, Art Miami. But I encourage everyone if you have a chance. Go to Art Basel, Art Miami. There's another exhibit that I went to that I won't talk about uh, because I got uh, special passes to go there before everyone else, and it sucked, but I'm not going to talk about them because <laughs> then next year they might ban me from going. And frankly, I'm probably not going to go next year. Anyways, who cares about them? So, Carlo, you are the resident New York Yankees fan, and I'm thinking of one player that could have easily shown up at Art Basel and blown everyone away and won the ATM leaderboard game or whatever and i'm talking about aaron judge how do you feel yeah. that the yankees re-sign aaron judge uh, what is he 30 31 years old to a nine-year 360 million dollar contract i think it's a good investment i mean he's still got a high ceiling and by the time that he fades out i mean he'll probably still be doing well anyway because i mean it's not as the base it's not as i mean it's not as physically taxing as say like you know soccer so for him, age of 39, he'll be good. And Barry Bonds, like, if you think about some of the greats, they were still killing it into their 40s. So it's, it's quite probable that he'll still be doing all right by the time his contract is going to expire. DiCarlo, Barry Bonds was taking needles in his butt cheeks at age 39. Yeah, but even before <laughs> taking needles in his butt cheeks, he was still one of the best players that ever played the game. Like, But that's a difference. Yeah, you're. I, I agree. Barry Bonds didn't need to take steroids. He was already the greatest player of the generation, and I would argue he's better than Ken Griffey Jr., who was who was freaking fantastic. Yeah, no one, no one would ever say as as good of a player as Aaron Judge is. I don't. Aaron Judge is not one of the best. He's not. He, he's not even one of the best players of his generation. He's a tremendous. He's tremendous with his bat, and he's above average with his glove. Because well, the dude is it's not six foot seven. Yeah, but at the same time, like, how long has his career been? I'm trying to think. He like hasn't four, been five in, years. I think he broke yeah, into the big news in five years, 27. He's been, yeah, he's been injured. So still, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, one season. Other than that, he's two been years. Like, batting like okay, 2017. Five, but yeah. 2017, he was a rookie. He hit like 52 home runs. And then 2018, 2019, yeah. injured, injured. 2020, obviously, everyone had it all messed up. Yeah. So 21. Yeah. And then he also breaks the American League home run record. Like, and he's consistent. When he's healthy, he's consistent. And, you know, he still has high ceiling. You can't say, yeah, of course, I agree. You can't say he's one of the best players of his generation because he hasn't really been playing that long to be considered in that area. But for what he's done, it definitely constitutes that. And I mean, you know, they the Yankees needed him. They needed somebody to market. Giancarlo Stanton is not that guy. You know, Aaron Judge could show that he could do it in New York. And you and he's the face of the team, you know, and he he has that Yankee image. He came up with the Yankees. And you know how the Yankees are. They like to have a player who they can really like put their their eggs in a basket with. And and not for nothing, I will say this much about the 
the Yankees, when it comes to negotiating for players and their deals, they they look at it from a business standpoint. And enough, I mean, and for what it's worth, people in baseball are getting paid stupid money anyway. So for him getting $360 million over nine years, $40 million by the time he's 39, it, it's 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 normal business. So I, I, I don't just like I don't think it's a bad move. They can afford it. At the end of the day, Yankees are pulling billions of dollars every year. Absolutely. So, you know, if they want to make sure that they hold on to their their golden goose for the time being, especially because he brought people back into the seats, especially in post-pandemic, and he'll do it again for at least another five to seven years. Yeah. He again, I think he they they signed him a little too long, but nevertheless, he's gonna be earning forty million dollars every single year until he's 39 years old, which is and, in and, nine years. And remember. And remember, once he is not really able to cover much ground in the outfield, he'll be a DH. And he still could then, and that'll extend his career even longer, too. So it's a shame that Aaron Judge didn't come to Miami for our Basil to just blow everyone away, or even my own Atlanta Braves when we lost uh, our shortstop, Dansby Swanson. He decided to, he's like, Dansby Swanson is like, I'm tired of winning division titles i'm tired of going to the playoffs every year i'm tired of being a world series contender i want to go sign with the chicago cubs swanson could have come down to miami and been like look look at look at how much money i'm making he signed a seven-year contract with the chicago cubs the crappy chicago cubs for 177 million dollars nevertheless you know what cheers to aaron judge and cheers to dan b swanson who are both now or will be very wealthy men and also What's his name? Uh, Dansby Swanson. His wife is actually a soccer player. Can you imagine? They they have to have children's because they have children's children. Can you imagine how athletic they're going to be? Potentially, I mean, that's mom. Like Mia Hamm and Nar- that's like Mia Hamm and Nomar Garcia Power. Do they have kids? I think so. I don't. I, I've not, I haven't heard anything about them. But well, I hope they have kids because well, they, they owe it. They owe let's it. Look to, at the 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 you know our, yeah. Our, look at H, look at team. the. We have to ask the HBP bullpen because Nomar Garcia Para, Mia Hamm, and Dansby Swanson and his wife. Uh, what's her name? She plays. Uh, her name is Mallory Pugh. She plays with yep, the Chicago they Red have two Stars. Girls. Well, there you go. But you know, we also need to balance it out. With and then that. a son. And then a son. They had ten years ago. So yes, we will so see. Hopefully, what uh, they do. And you know what? As I as I'm enjoying my drink. What can, our, what can our listeners also enjoy looking up, thanks to our HBP bullpen, while we drink? They can look up uh, pictures of our drinks because they will be on social media like always. Amen. Thank you to that. And before we move on, we want to give a shout out to our show sponsors, Wicks and Sticks Candles. As the holiday season is now upon us, it's a festive time to keep your house illuminated. And not use that electricity, but use some nice candles, scented ones preferably. For me, especially around Christmas, I like eggnog smell, as well as cinnamon and a little bit of evergreen. And if you do like that, Wicks and Sticks is your place. So when you are traveling through your local mall, kicking it with a valley girl and getting an orange Julius, check out Wicks and Sticks. Get your candles. Wicks and Sticks. By the way, I love having candles. Was that a reference to Valley Girl with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, of course. Oh my god! I actually I saw the movie again like over the summer. I don't remember. I saw it recently, and it was such a bad movie. I was like, "Why is this girl with that loser?" Yeah, it was like it's so early eighties. It's like this movie could have been done in a, in a lot better place. He was probably still going by Nicholas Coppola at that point because 
remember he is like the yeah, I know Francis Florida yeah. Coppola. I feel like I should song. I just I guess I should sing that George Michael song. Not George Michael, whatever that song. It's it, it is, do, do no, they, it is. It's no, do Michael. they know? Do they know it's Christmas after all? Or, oh, but that was the other one. one. But this Christmas is George Michael. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. And you know I, what? I would. Yeah, I just I just can't stand Mariah Carey's other one for Christmas is you now. I hate that song. I hate it so much. Do you know that Mariah Carey makes on royalties two million dollars every single year because of that song? She should have so showed up to the ATM leadership board at our Basel, but she would have lost to the guy that had nine million, nine point five million. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I hope. I hope. I mean, after all these years, I hope Mariah Carey has a lot more than nine point five million dollars. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's good. She's too. Oh, nice. she's set for life. Her, oh yeah, her kids and their kids are and their kids are probably set for life too. So that's not. That's not. Yeah. Dugarlo was thinking that it's Christmas time, and normally we're like either traveling or family and friends come come to us but i was thinking what if we do a we're hosting christmas but we don't want to get anybody mad so it's not like oh i'm gonna invite x and y and z we're gonna invite just celebrities or athletes like if you had that chance to be like you know what this one christmas i want to invite four people i want to host them i want to know what you're serving i want to know who you're inviting and where you're going to have this Christmas dinner, or in Spanish, in the Latin world, you have a uh, Noche Buena, which is translated as the good night. So in Latin society, you you actually do your dinner, the, the Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve dinner. But again, everyone else does it different. Like everyone does it different. Like Christmas Day, whatever. You're, do, you're hosting Christmas, but you're inviting four athletes to celebrities. Bing, bang, boom to Carlo. Who is on your VIP list? So for me, I have Mike Tyson. Snoop Dogg, Derek Jeter, and Dave Chappelle. That's my like four. Now there was others I had to peel off, and I'll show. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let after. You, yeah, afterwards. Why, why yeah. those four? And why? Why are they all men? Why? Why? Why are no women invited to you? I'm joking. Why those four people? Um, it's a good question. There's no sexism. It's just these are people that came to my head. So Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is just a. I find him so fascinating because. He's gone from like you see him, you run to then went through the gambit. And now he's like this elder statesman who you you come and talk to. He has so much life like experience and so much to share and so many like random weird experiences that you just want to sit back and like have a conversation with him. And like occasionally I'll listen to his podcast and he just he's just chill. But you you could tell he's like he's seen some things. So I would love to just sit back and chat with him. Snoop Dogg, Snoop is like a quintessential artist who reinvents himself with every generation and is so funny and hilarious. And he's just somebody who you can sit back and, and you see you just have a good time no matter where what no matter what walk of life you come from, he's able to find a way to just like tap in with you. Derek Jeter, because Derek Jeter, for one, I mean, he just seems like the most like blessed human being ever on the face of the planet from being a little kid saying, I want to be, I want to be the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Not only accomplishing that. Did he really say that when he was a kid? Yes. I didn't know that. Like literally. Yeah. Recommendation. If you can watch the captain, his documentary, like they have like a a seven part documentary series on ESPN. Yeah. And it's so good. Like from when he was little, like three, he said he wanted to be shortstop for New York Yankees. His mom's mom was a Yankee fan. 
it just seemed like it was destiny. Like he was like a quintessential Yankee guy. And not only did he become the shortstop for the New York Yankees, he becomes the greatest shortstop in the history of the New York Yankees. And his, his life just seems like a fairy tale. And, and he was so much like all about discipline, doing what he needed to do and had such a winner mentality. It would just be nice to sit back and just like chop it up with him. And then Dave Chappelle, not only is the guy funny as hell, but he's very thoughtful. And it's just be interesting to be able to have like a nice conversation about like, he's like one of those people you can sit back, you probably end up having a conversation that would last like through the night. You start uh, like at dinner and next minute, you know, you're drinking brandy and coffee until the next morning. Like, you know, you, you know, those like conferences, those days, like back in like university and stuff where you get together, you might go out or might have dinner at some place. The next minute, you know, it like turned into an all night thing. And yeah. it literally was nothing but just drinking wine, having conversations. He's that type of person, you know, that you can have that type of con- like it, it feels like that would be that type of conversation. Not only listening to good music, then there'd probably be a lot of jokes and then random other individuals who just like show up in the middle of the day in the night and then it just turns into this like amazing experience that you're just like wow i have such an amazing life like type thing and it's just like yeah so those are like my four who i definitely would enjoy having like sharing christmas people who missed the cup tom from myspace i want to know what the hell happened yeah everyone forget i'm sure he's a rich dude because he got bought out by uh rupert murdoch right so i'm sure for what yeah a boatload of money so I'm sure he's yeah on an island somewhere. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, because he's such a nerd, but he's a cool nerd. I actually saw him on the subway once, and in the airport when I was like back in the day when I used to bartend in the Bar Airport. Um, Vita Guerra, if you remember her video, video victim. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 her and uh, well, Andre 3000 because he's like a traveling, like he seems like a traveling kung fu, like practitioner playing his flute all over the place and the professor jordan peterson just because he i really want to engage in a deep conversation with him because we have very divergent thoughts but at the same time you know very interesting like how he conceptualizes and views human psychology and being a critical psychologist and all that stuff so those are people who missed the cut but yeah all right so from what i'm hearing you're inviting Mike Tyson, who owns a dispensary. Snoop Dogg, who probably also owns a dispensary. He Derek does. Jeter. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Derek Jeter now he's retired. He got fired from the Miami Marlins last year. Maybe he's he has chill a clothing out a company bit. now. What's it called? The, the, the cap? No, it's something like that, but it's like mail order. Like he's been promoting it and he's been doing podcasts and his documentary and stuff. So, yeah, but Derek Jeter's good. <laughs> they'll bring him to the Yankees to do some front office work soon. So Mike Tyson smoking marijuana. Uh, Snoop Dogg is smoking, and because Snoop, oh, Snoop Dogg has his own line, he has his I don't know line's not the right strand. word. Yeah, exactly. He has his he own has, strand. So does Tyson. And, and then Dave Chappelle. I know he smokes cigarettes. Does he smoke marijuana as well? Of course he does. Okay, there you go. Like that's that sounds like a. Interesting party. So where are you hosting though? Are you doing it in your house? So you do are you renting a beautiful oh it would be, what was going on? It would probably be someplace like like a ski resort in Vermont. That's interesting. Why? I love Vermont. And wintertime around Christmas. Oh, it's such a great state. You would totally enjoy it. Is that the granite state? 
No, it's the Green Mountain State. Oh, okay. Because Vermont is literally Green Mountains in, in French. So you would do, you would have like a chalet. Yeah. And invite nice all these guys, these guys over, chill, talk about, what are, you, what are you talking about with these guys? Life. That's a good, I mean, that, very philosophical because obviously, yeah, I mean, you have Mike Tyson who had, had he, I think Mike Tyson is that had one of not maybe the but one of the most interesting lives of the 20th century yes where he yes. came from mm-hmm. what he's done what he's seen like you said it's just i i love mike tyson i love yeah, i love him too like it's so funny like my, one of my cousins is uh dad actually like raised pigeons with him and they still keep That's in touch crazy. and flip pigeons together and i'm like yo i want to meet him like and i know one day i will and i'll just be like yo mike like and everything he's just the champ it's just like yo he's the champ and you know, like, push yeah, comes up if he likes you, like, he got you. And, yeah. you know, and he just seems like such a, like, it's like, all right, he's a he's a calm dude now. That's not a dude you'd want to get mad, though. Like, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. All right, I'm, I'm going to, what I'm going to do for my Christmas celebration is I am definitely not going to Vermont. Nothing wrong with Vermont. But that's just not my 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 speed. I'm hosting it in either on the beach, like in Miami Beach, Venetian Islands in Miami, or in LA, probably at a house in Malibu. Malibu is very nice. I love Malibu. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And the four people, the four athletes or celebrities that I'm inviting is the Atlanta Brave shortstop Ozzy Albies, the British artist slash singer Dua Lipa. The British, I don't even know what to call him. He's an author. He's an actor. He is a celebrity. Stephen Fry. Mm. And the and the jack of all trades. The, I, I, I just can't believe how talented this man is. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He is a musician. And God knows what else. Jamie Foxx. So, uh-huh. Al- so let me ask you this question. Why I'll be... Why Ozzy Albies? I love Ozzy Albies because he's always, he's like, for the Atlanta Braves, he's like one of the person, I don't know how to explain this, but he's like one of the personality engines of that clubhouse. He's always smiling. He can talk to anyone because the dude speaks four languages fluently. He speaks English, Spanish, Dutch, and his native Papi papi Mientu, which is like the, which is the local language of, he, he, Pimiento, yeah, he's he's actually from the island of Curaçao, which is a Dutch island. I think they're, I think the Dutch still, yeah, I don't, the, to, I don't know what to say, those, own it. Well, they still have territorial rights sure. to it. Yeah, yeah and so it, you put him in. I, I love about someone who's multilingual is like you just put them in any situation, then they can just communicate with anyone. And again, I love that he's always smiling, and I'm, he's traveled all over the world. God knows what he's been doing. And also, I mean, let's, let me just be at the end of the day, this is kind of a baseball podcast. So I was like, dude, Ozzy Albies, he's on my favorite team. And Dua Lipa, I mean, come on. Like, she's beautiful. She's talented. She's also traveled around the world. And by the way, I didn't know this until recently. Dua Lipa's parents, she, her heritage, is, even though she's British, her heritage is Albanian. So she speaks English and Albanian. I mean, frankly, I don't know anyone else who speaks Albanian, but I think it's pretty cool. And then my third person is obviously Stephen Fry. For those of you who don't know Stephen Fry, you should look up like on YouTube. It's called 
Stephen Fry, I think it's called Stephen Fry Across America or Stephen Fry in America. Do you remember that series that he that he did back in like 2009? Yeah, I do. I remember that. I remember one thing that he stuck out. He said he was like, my father actually was offered a job at Princeton. And if he had taken it, I probably would have ended up being called Steve. (laughs) Exactly. He actually, what do you call it? Yeah, exactly what DeGarlo said is that he was going to, he potentially would have been American. Anyways, he's also written a lot of best-selling books. And I think that he is one of, maybe not the most, he is very intelligent. But uh, what I like, I describe him is, I think he's one of the most knowledgeable men in the Western world. He'll real he re, he will regale you with stories of ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and he'll throw in science. I mean, the guy is a walking encyclopedia, but he's not boring about it because he's such a good storyteller. That's what I love. Like that's what you want when you're sitting with next to someone, having a nice glass of wine, beer, whatever the heck you like. I love that. And my fourth person, I mean, I already said Jamie Foxx. I mean, he, he one of my all time favorite. Comedy specials to Carlo is his stand up comedy call, stand up his HBO special. That's how old this is. You know that HBO doesn't do any more comedy. Everyone, no, everyone runs to Netflix. actually, no, they do though. They do some. Gerard Carmichael had a very good one that came out. Yvonne Orgy, like there are people who still do HBO specials, it's just on HBO Max now. Well, man, who made Frank? Honestly, who the heck has that? Like, nobody has that, but anyways. Jamie Foxx's HBO special from 2002, I Might Need Security. You can look at, you can watch it on YouTube now. It is amazing. Did you watch that one, DeGarlo? Yeah, I did. That's, people, that's the one that, that's, if you don't watch it, please, seriously, take 55 minutes out of your day and watch, just crack up. He's there telling jokes, but he's also at the piano singing jokes as well. The guy's... And and speaking of like really interesting personality, like Jamie Foxx, that's not even his name. Like J- he, Eric he took upon the word. Yeah, because he was like when they, he would go to to open mics or whatever, they all uh, comedy clubs would always give priority to females. And so he said, you know what, let me take a non I guess back then it wasn't really called this, but a non-binary name. So they think that I'm a female. So I always get a spot at the these open mics. So he said, Jamie, J- Jamie sounds like it. And he's from Dallas and he he's come across. I don't know how to put this, but he's come across as a young man. Very interesting, but horrible racism. Mm-hmm. Do you know the story that he, he told about the playing piano from some old white family that they hired him to go when he was like a teenager? No, I can't recall. Some that. old white family, like some r- ridiculously wealthy family in Dallas hired him because he's seriously, ridiculously talented as a piano player. And they told him, it's like, oh, don't touch anything. We will, we don't want you to dirty anything. Just play the piano. <laughs> but he says it in such a way that it's funny. But again, it, that's a horrific thing to go through when you're a young man. Like, like I, I, I'm sure like comedy is a way to for him to work through some of that stuff. But nevertheless, it's not it's not a sad uh, podcast. But I love I love Jamie Foxx. And I, you know what I do when I, I I waste time? I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch Jamie Foxx storytelling or Jamie Foxx interviews. He is an amazing, amazing, hilarious storyteller when he's talking about Kanye, which obviously, you know, people don't talk about him right now. But when but Kanye was maybe kind of normal (laughs) and all these other artists. And it's just he's just an amazing guy. I love Jamie Foxx, Stephen Fry, Dua Lipa. Got to throw in a female there. 
Ozzy Albies, the Atlanta Braves shortstop. And I'm thinking like, I don't know what their, their cuisine is, but I'm thinking I want to serve. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spend time in the kitchen when I'm with these four people. I want to be with them. And so I want to hire like a chef to come in, make us yeah. some nice roast beef, some cauliflower, sweet potatoes, salad. I start off with some nice cheeses and champagne and maybe my favorite wine, Chateau Neuf du Pape from the south of France. And again, I'm either having this in Malibu or in Miami on the Venetian Islands. And therefore, you're like we're sitting in this like living room that's one of those uh, bringing the outside inside. And so it's December. So it's really nice weather in L.A. It's really nice weather in Miami. You have those great big windows and doors open. So the breeze is coming in. And then we're eating, we're drinking, we're talking. To Carlo, here's here's the here's where I think mine's a little bit better than yours. But at the same time, you do have Dave Chappelle. After we're finished eating and having wonderful conversation, we go outside where all the sofas are. Everyone's sitting outside, again, having their bourbon, their rum, their champagne. And I have a piano outside right by the ocean. And I politely ask Dua Lipa and Jamie Foxx to do a little private performance for us. That would be nice. Because you know Jamie Foxx is a hell of a piano player. Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. a fantastic singer. To have both of them there perform for us for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, not, nothing too taxing. And, and they're performers. I mean, my God, like they, they love to show off. That, for me, is the cherry on top. That's the dessert with the breeze of Miami and watching these two amazing, talented Dua Lipa and Jamie Foxx singing and doing whatever. Maybe Jamie Foxx, off. you know Jamie Foxx is going to be cracking jokes in the middle of songs that would be for me a fantastic athlete slash celebrity Christmas dinner. Yeah, that would be amazing. And yeah, you're right. You don't want to cook. You want to be able to have a chef and all of that stuff just taken care of so that you guys can really just sit back and enjoy the time with one another, have that experience. And then, yeah, cause that's the type of experience you really would like cherish, like a nice Hollywood party. Type thing. All right. So here's a question. You got Tyson, you have Dave Chappelle, you got Derek Jeter, Snoop Dogg. Are you asking for you know, potentially any favors? Like, hey, Snoop Dogg, can you introduce me to, you know, like, are you, are you, are you trying to like, you know, pivot to another career with your celebrity friends? No. Or maybe I could just be a performance coach and help them. What? Yeah, you know how some like they have performance. No, I I, I know what they are. Yeah, but Mike Tyson is already world champion. Derek Jeter yeah, won multiple not, world Yes, and people still need people to help them get through stuff. Metallica was having performance coaches and stuff that never stops. Like okay, I mean, or even still, like I'm just an intelligent person. I have a nice conversation. But I honestly, I wouldn't even want a career move type thing. It would just be nice to be able to have that type of like friendship with those type of people. You know what I mean? Like, like hey, we got a party. Like, yo, come on out. We'll fly you out here. Just come and chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of experience. I don't, I don't need, you know, the net. Like, I mean, the network comes with the friendship. But that's yeah, not definitely. I, I was I was just asking. It's like, you know, you having a good time. So I was like, hey, yo, Mike, you want to help me train for to be the uh, the local neighborhood boxing champion? <laughs> you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know who who missed my cut? I don't want this to come off wrong, but. Two other females, because I had, by the way, people, I'm the only one that actually had a female at my dinner party, Dua Lipa. Two females missed my cut. The oh. sports commentator 
Maria Taylor, who uh, she's on e- on NBC for Sunday Night Football, and also uh, is she still on ESPN for NBA? Mm-hmm. I think she is, right? Yeah, I think Rachel Maria Taylor Nichols got kicked to the curb because of her. That was like a whole her big Deli- her because her uh, her things with other NBA players. <laughs> well, no, she was talk- she was caught on a hot mic talking a bunch of crap about how, like, I mean, initially ESPN, like. You know, the whole caddy, you know, no, let me take that back. That was kind of right. There was definitely a certain level of hate that was going on because ESPN um, moved Maria Taylor into the top spot um, around NBA finals. And then Rachel right. Nichols, you know, got caught on a hype mic talking junk about it. Oh, I thought it was because, because I, their I, contract I, I, was supposed to be that she did that. And so ESPN was kind of breaching that. And, not, you know, not like her explanation was like, you know, it wasn't necessarily a knock on Maria. Like, I already know how it is for women in this industry, but I put my dues and it was in my contract that I was supposed to do this. But she got caught on a hot mic during the NBA bubble back in 2020. And uh, yeah, so now she does. I think she I don't know. I think she has well, of course, high school, high school football in Kentucky. No, she has a podcast and then she does like stuff on uh, Showtime. I think like sports. Thing All right. Well, whatever. Maria yeah. Taylor, she is, I mean, she's like some six-foot Amazon. She played volleyball at Penn State. She's beautiful. And I'm like, I I would just be like staring at her. I'm like, you're so beautiful. I don't want to feel, make anyone to feel uncomfortable. The same thing with a comedian, Whitney Cummings. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. I've seen and I'm her like, before. I saw her you've seen her before? A, Whitney yeah, Cummings? No, no. I've seen her before. Like, she was going to a yoga class. And I was in oh, okay. uh, Greenwich Village. And I okay. saw her walking. Yeah, she's pretty attractive. She's, she's hot. Yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and, and the other two people I wanted, I'm a big fan of comedians. And funny. There's yeah, nothing. She is. Like, you know, like, for one, it is a really good thing when a woman, like, a funny girl, no matter, like, if, even if she's not, like, necessarily say a stuff, like, if she's funny, that can make her attractive. But then if she's, like, already attractive and funny. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh my god! You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all it's it's almost like unfair. Like how Whitney Cummings, how she looks, she's like. And by the way, she was also like a basketball star, like in high school. She was like on traveling teams or, or whatever the female version of the of the AAU. Yeah. Like she was on that, so she actually she didn't actually ever play for the U.S. national team, but she said like she actually went pretty high. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, she's she. It's unfair again. Like she's so attractive and she's actually funny. It's. It's sick. And then my last two, I love comedians. I was thinking either having Tom Segura or Bill Burr, but in reality, and they admit them themselves, like when you when on their comedy specials or even on their podcast, they're not very social guys. Like, so they would be, I don't know, it'd be kind of like suck to have like, dude, these two world-class comedians, two of the funniest people in America, just like being wallflowers i'm like all right i, I can't have uh, maybe maybe a one-on-one with tom segura or bill burr maybe like coffee or something and then lastly because baseball i love the former tampa bay rays former chicago cubs former la angels manager joe madden with his uh hugo boss eyeglasses and he and you know he always has like he always comes up with crazy fun concepts for his team so you know he would just he would just on the spur of the moment be like all right guys let's do xyz and just like break up the conversation in a good way yeah that's good yeah it's a good list good list of people that's for sure i mean like, and like, no matter what though the people we will be spending our our christmas and holidays with are always great anyway but yeah that means yeah they're they're they're, they're better than Derek yeah. jeter and 
Jamie Foxx and better looking than Whitney Cummings and all that stuff. So for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know what, my friend? And I, I I know you you definitely pace yourself this time because I know you didn't want to drink too much of that oh. delicious bourbon, but I'm still I have a very, very little bit of this beer left. But I want to say again, Merry Christmas is always you you always this is your home. So whenever you want, you're always welcome to come back, talk some nonsense. Say some jokes and drink. So Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Sat. What is it? Saturnalius. Saturnalia. Saturnalia. Saturnalius. Yeah. Saturnalia. Nalia. Happy yeah. Sa- Saturnalia. Yeah. And just in general, as as we all say, Happy Holidays. <laughs> but yes, and, yeah, and a very Happy New Year, man. Twenty twenty two is coming to an end. Twenty twenty three is close at hand, and let's hope that. It brings us nothing but prosperity, joy, and good fortune. Flying cars. Flying yeah. cars. Because, by the way, I'm very disappointed in 2020, in the 2020s. Because I remember, yeah. I, if you remember elementary school, you were flying like, cars. oh, in the, in the year 2000, yeah. we were going to have flying cars. And you know what the crazy thing was? If you watch the Jetsons, uh, if I remember correctly, when the year George Jetson was born was 2016. <laughs> I did. I did. Wow, that's really good. I didn't know that. I know the Jetsons Let came out just, in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, I think he was born twenty sixteen. Yeah, birthday. you know the HBP bullpen is always crack on that. I mean, oh no, I love, no, it's actually, July thirty first, twenty twenty two was his birthday. That's it. Oh, so he's. Oh shoot, he's just like five months old right now. Yeah, so literally, there's a guy on the planet Earth who really is named George Jetson, who was born you on July. That? Of course there is. The chances I'm of that are definitely possible. Mil- impro- I wouldn't say I want to say improbable, but that'd be really interesting. It's George, definitely possible. How many Georges, how many baby Georges do you know now? I think that's like an old timey, not old timey, but that's like a but yeah, it's a the, it's Gen X name. I mean, I mean that's nobody's named George now. People uh, like in their late 40s maybe named George, yeah, the, but nobody's named George now. Yeah, um Prince Nobody. William's son. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, his name's. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, one okay, one person. There's definitely more Georges out there. It's not like it's not. If you go through top baby names of 2022, I don't think George is in the top five, but I guarantee you, there's probably top a good, a good maybe half a million men who were born named George. There's nobody named. It's a Richard familiar anymore. name. Nobody, yeah. no, nobody's named Richard anymore because no one wants to be called the D word anymore. So, yeah, yeah you know, it might offend somebody. They're still Richard. As much as you think, in spirit, just like there's people, in spirit. just like there's women named Gladys and Agnes, even though that's like an old woman name, but there definitely is like a five year old girl, who's like, hi, sweetheart, what's your name? Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you know that I was actually having this conversation with someone else like a few weeks ago. It was like, whatever happened to to old uh, black men's name? Like, there's no one around young under the age of like I don't know thirty that's named like Lester. No one's no one under the age of thirty is named Freeman. No, that's not like a last name. No, Raymond was know. my grandfather's name. Well, they, well, they, there you go. My yeah. point exactly. <laughs> there's Leroy. no one under the age. No one under the age of thirty. Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. Yeah. That's it. That was on. That was the tip of my tongue. Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. And you went Lester, but like Leroy or um, that's another like Rashad. Dwight. Uh, what about Dwight? 
Dwight. Well, Dwight, you got a lot of in the middle of America, you got a lot of Dwight. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Of course. Okay. And in Jamaica. Jamaica okay. has a tendency to lose. A, that's where you'll find a lot of Georges, Raymonds, Barrington. Yeah, yeah. In Jamaica, you'll find it. It's like old English like colonies. You'll find people. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but you know who we'll also find? Play people, new listeners all over the world because we got new ones in Coatesville, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, not necessarily sure. Williamson, North Carolina or South Carolina, but in the Carolinas, we'll stick with that. San Leandro, California, San Juan, Bayamon, and Juanadilla, all three in Puerto Rico. Pueblo City, Ensenada, and Chihuahua, Mexico. Palma, Spain. I love Palma, by the way. Mallorca Ow. is a great place. I was there this summer, and I always enjoy going there. Garland, Florencio, Valeria, Argentina, the winners of the World Cup, by the way. Leo Messi, congratulations on finally getting that. And Ajuba, Nigeria. And so we have to always say thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Saturnalia. And have a very happy new year. Make sure we get together again next time for a brand new episode of HBP Hipster Podcast. It's always a pleasure, people. Love you all. <laughs>